0: Hello, and welcome to the SEER 365 sessions. Uh, Every week, we have a conversation with interesting people who are involved in the Microsoft Dynamics community. Uh, And today is no different. I'm really excited uh, to introduce you to somebody that I've known for a very long time, uh, Mr. Steve Farr. Hello, Mr. Farr. Hello, Mr. Hughes. How the devil are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, I've known Steve since my first day as a graduate at Microsoft in uh, 2002. So wow. I'm a bit younger than Steve. Uh, he's actually only a couple of years <laughs> older know. than I am, but he uh, he gave up on hair a while ago. So that's a... I gave up on hair when I was at Microsoft, and that was
1: over 10 years ago. So.
0: Yeah, there's probably a link there somewhere. There, there probably is. There probably is. Yeah. So uh, why don't we start off with uh, a little bit about who you are, Steve?
1: Yeah, so um, so as as Richard said, um, so I got a background in ERP systems, um, going back to being an implementation consultant back in the back um, in the nineteen eighties. If anybody remembers those, um, and joined Microsoft, um, was there for about seven years, um, working in Microsoft Business Solutions, as it was um, yeah. until we renamed it Dynamics. I can't remember when that was. Um, And then um, moved into the data world in in 2010. So um, I've been with uh, a couple of organizations involved in uh, BI and uh, also AI um, before settling six years ago into Experian. Um, And I look after a few teams here um, dealing with data problems, dealing with bad data and how we can solve that issue. So,
0: well, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I mean... It's it's kind of one of those things where organisations spend a lot of money on uh, you know systems of record as kind of a broad brush yep. uh, uh, name for them, um, but really I, I guess the, the the data is the bit that without it that everything else falls apart pretty quickly. So so how how do you you know tell us about data? How how do you how do you get good data into your systems of record?
1: Yeah, so I think there's. There's a there's there's a few things going on, which is that you know lots of organisations have lots of systems and they build up over time. There's there's a lot of history there and stuff, and and so um, you, you need to concentrate on everything that happens to that data across its useful life. And and as you just said, the first thing is how do you make sure you get good data in? Yeah. Um, I was talking to a colleague earlier, and he was he was talking about um, how as a salesperson, he's always trying to subvert the system because right, he wants to get his record in and doesn't really care if it that, you know that organization still already exists somewhere and yeah. he'll, he'll work around it right and sales people are kind of notorious at, at doing that they're notorious um, for many things including including well yeah and, yeah and also bringing in the money right yeah. <laughs> but um so w- one of the things that we do in, in in experience we provide systems that essentially help you validate data as it's going into the systems and we'll validate Addresses is this a real address yeah, in a real street uh, with a real postcode, um, and we'll validate emails for example. So you know, is it is it a valid email? Is it in the right format? Does that um, does that uh, uh, email address uh, or does that format, uh, sorry, does that email address exist? Does the domain exist? Those sorts of things, um, and then with and, and then we do the same with phone numbers. Um, but then with those comes lots of extra, what we like to call metadata. Yeah. Metadata about the data. Um, and that can tell you a lot of really interesting stuff. So, you know, if you're if you're delivering stuff to multi-residence addresses like blocks of flats and stuff like that, well w- what are the numbers in the in the block of flats and, and how do they relate to each other? Or if you have multiple businesses in a in a business location, like in an office block and stuff like that, you know, so can you get there? And what's the What's the actual delivery point for that building? Because it might not be the front door. In fact, the front door may may not not be where you want to take the goods to. Um, And then, can
0: you share that data? Then, so if if my my office uh, only takes stuff at the back, is that something that you can then pass on to other other customers
1: or anything? Yeah. So one of the things that we do is to uh, amalgamate and join data on organization's behalf, and then that becomes a a data set that we make available to you through an API, or through a batch file, and according to how much extra data we've added on and how much we've joined, you Mm. get a bigger data set or a smaller data set. Um, It does also depend on who you are. Yeah. Um, So obviously Experian is all about credit, and so we also have lots of credit data, but unless you're a lender, we can't really give you that information. Yeah. Um, we also give special sets of information to people like the police forces which we can't give to everybody sure um, but there are um, there's something like 300 data sets that, that we provide just around addresses email and phone very cool all right
0: and and what about um and i am a, an experienced customer myself uh so' oh, good, uh, good. I, I i I yeah well, it was, it was kind of more to make sure that uh nobody's using my my name and taking out credit cards and, and my name and stuff um, oh all of that they'll go on to yeah. a shock as soon as they see my credit rating, but you know the uh they can give it a shot
1: I can't see that Richard I can't see it. no you can't see oh, that okay,
0: good. yeah, I've got a great one, honest um so that's cool so and and what about so one of the things that we've seen um over the years with customers is you you know, you go through a data cleanse, uh typically at a new ERP, which is kind of a CRM system which is kind of my yeah. side of things a bit more. Um, and then the data lives there, and then um, you know, nobody's really looking after the data. You know, the, the data itself mm. gets a bit older. So is that something you can help with as
1: well? Yeah. So um the the the, the problem with old data is um uh, particularly with contact data is that is that stuff just changes and um so, if you just take the UK as an example, if you're dealing with consumers in the UK, um, yeah. you've got about three hundred. Sorry, you've got about three million people who move home every year. Wow. Um, so, is that contact actually living where you expect them to be? If you if you drop some marketing on them or send them their bank statement or whatever it is you're doing, yeah. is it going to arrive? Um, then you've got six hundred thousand people who unfortunately uh, die in the UK and um some of you might remember some big supermarkets getting into trouble a few years ago because of marketing to dead people which is never very popular uh, yeah newspapers to get hold of that um you've got people who change their name by dipol um and then you've got um uh, people who get married change their name uh, for for that reason as well um and then you've got um on, and, and then you have got the business side of it so if you're doing b2b uh, again, there are something like six hundred and fifty thousand new companies created in the UK every year. Mm. Um, I don't quite know why there are so many companies in the UK. The, the whole population has got about four each at the moment um, on average. Yeah. Well, you can only blame me for one at the moment, but yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so you've got people coming onto the register, people coming off the register, dormant yeah. companies, and 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 so on and so forth, and just. You know, managing that diversity and then all the directors within those businesses as well are they still directors of those businesses are they directors of other businesses that you do business with so maybe you've got bad credit with xyz company and now abc company come along and you don't realize actually they're the same people running it and those sorts of things so we can help you join up that kind of data um and make sure that your current view is is as accurate as it can be yeah, I know.
0: When we were setting up Sear, um there was an issue where uh, we had a registered address in London, and there was mm-hmm. some other companies at. You know, you just kind of buy that registered address sort of thing. And yeah. um, there was other other organisations in the in the building um, that maybe weren't uh, kosher. Let's go, go yeah. with that uh, for, <laughs> for, for fear of legal reprisals, um, and, and that actually caused a problem. So I'm guessing the, the you know on the back in whoever we were dealing with at the time, um, you know, they should have been able to to s- sort of see the differences and
1: and, and uh, know they, they should have been able to see this at a different trading address, for example. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then we get this inside retail and distribution all the time where you know a company's got five hundred addresses because they're yeah. delivery points. And you know, yeah, you don't want to be sending a tanker to number one part lane because that's a registered address, right? Yeah. No. That's, that, that's uh, not good. That'd be Interesting. <laughs> oh cool and so how
0: so with the duplicate so you and that's how you would deal with the duplicate as well would you you kind of go through that uh,
1: whole that same process yeah so duplicates is um we all have problems with duplicate records yeah. right? um and um duplicates is is maybe three part science and one part art mm. and you know at the very basic level you could say okay i've got a record here and it says Richard Hughes number 5 Acacia Avenue and I've got another record saying Richard Hughes number 5 Acacia Avenue and and every single character in every single field is identical. Yeah. And so we can apply something called string matching to say so actually that string of characters is identical it's a duplicate. Okay now I've got another record that says Rich Hughes at number 1 Acacia Avenue. Okay well that's probably the same person. Yeah. Um, but now I've got uh, Richard M. Hughes at um, number four, Acacia avenue. We might well have a neighbour who's also called Richard Hughes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so I've got less certainty there. Mm. And so we need to systematically work out what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable for different use cases. Um, we get into the, the, the thing about... Um, fuzzy matching so you know how similar are things are things just misspelled um do things sound the same yeah so um i don't know um, sean and sean one with an e one with an i they sound the same same. so they pass at a certain level but they're not identical but it still might want to be considered a duplicate um and so we help people through those problems um and that's just sort of comparing their records in one or Multiple systems, and then what we can do is say, well, actually, you know, at Experian, because we have the bureau, which is a record of 40 million consumers in the UK who have a credit mm-hmm. record, we can also, as a service, provide a match to what we know about those people, which is based cool. up on sort of six years of credit history, and say, mm-hmm. okay, well, we actually think that Richard lives at number four, and he used to live at number one, but he moved down the road three years ago, yeah. and we can trace that through his credit record. Um, mm-hmm. And so that may or not be useful. That's kind of more, they call it deterministic matching. Um, But you you might want to look at that from from different aspects then, because why am I building these rules to find these duplicates? Is it, do I want to send marketing materials to you? In which case, if I send a brochure to number one and number four, do I really care? Do I care that much? Maybe I'm sending a bank statement. Oh, now I do care. Yeah. So in one instance, I might have quite a loose set of rules. And the other instance, I might have a really, really tight set of rules. Yeah. So actually, I, know. I, don't, you know, I don't want to do that. And then there's other use cases as well. So one of the use cases we come across a lot is fraud.
0: Especially yeah, sure.
1: since lockdown. Uh, yeah. Because all these retailers went online, subscription services, and what they do is introduce special offers to get you on board, to get you in the subscription. Mm. And so what do people do? They sign up with subtly different IDs all the time. You know, you've got hmm. rich use at CR365, rich use at Gmail, rich Hughes at Google yeah, yeah. Mail, rich use at blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. All trying to get, I'm They'll say you do this, Rich. Of course you don't. It's just an example. But yeah, trying yeah. to get your 10 pounds off multiple times.
0: If I'd have been clever enough, I would have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it kind of, it,
1: it that has become one of the dominant use cases since, uh, since
0: lockdown. So, so they're actually clamping down on that sort of thing by using your service then? Yeah,
1: exactly. Because um, yeah. so- I'm thinking
0: something like Netflix as an example. I don't know if they're one of your customers or not, but that, no, that, no. that sort of thing uh, I could see because yeah. they do that sort of three-month trial, don't they? So, uh, the,
1: the famous instance internally, unfortunately we can't, well, for obvious reasons, we can't tell you who the company was, but we found yeah, one person on their system 1,453 times.
0: Because <laughs> that, that <laughs> takes
1: effort to do that like, to be that's, fair that's to them real level <laughs> yeah 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 um <laughs> yeah. but you know because we're the tenor every time i don't know how much it was worth that particular one but uh, yeah um you can see the sort of problems that people have absolutely inadvertently yes. got into by going online and you know, uh, yeah yeah
0: uh,
1: which they had to do right so very cool interesting so
0: stuff. So, so as far as as far as so I, I I don't think it's a hard sell to say to people you need good data. I think that's okay. a I, I think that's a fairly apparent uh, apparent thing. But so if you're a so we have different people uh, that, that view this and, and listen to us. And hello, if you are watching it live, feel free to add some questions. And uh, we've still got a few minutes left. So if you've got any questions for Steve, please feel free to ask, um, including why did he let me into Microsoft? Um, <laughs> but but um, you know, what, what sort of tips would you give to any any organisation that's uh, sort of looking at looking at their data and thinking, you know, what yeah. we really
1: should put a bit more effort into this? I think I think the big thing is that people don't know how bad their data is. Really, yeah. they know it causes problems on a day to day basis, and sometimes, and, and they're kind of worried in the back of their minds that there might be a huge crisis in the background because they might get exposed by the sun for marketing to dead people or something, right? So there's that kind of big threat, and then there's the day-to-day irritation. Um, One thing that you can do is, if you don't want to commit towards online systems, API checks right up front, because you can't justify the ROI, then you can send us a sample of your data, and we'll profile it. Um, We run something like 70 different sets of stats across every single column of data. Um, And free of charge, we'll tell you, what's good or bad about that data and then you can make a decision right um and it might be that's that's a really cool offer, actually i don't know you did that you can then go full hog and say right okay we'll buy a load of software from you, experience or you might say actually do us a one-off cleanse um and we have customers who come back to us time and time again you know once a quarter once a year something like that just going clean our customer file clean our supplier file yeah. that sort of stuff so that's another a way of that's halfway. I down. guess
0: that depends on how static your data is um, Yeah. Um nowadays I don't know how many customers have would, would have very static data I mean most most things no, are changing quite no. frequently so,
1: yeah. you know at times like um what they call it Cyber Tuesday and yeah, Black yeah. Friday and stuff like that we're checking billions of records every day online Um, because you, know, you need to guarantee if you're if you're delivering goods to, to customers, you need to make sure that's right. Um, yeah, of course. So especially in that area, um, it, it very easily adds up, the ROI case.
0: Yeah, yeah. very cool. Well, thanks for that, Steve. Um, okay. So I I think we're, we're going to end it there. I really appreciate you you joining us today. Um, <laughs> to be honest, every time I, I chat with you, I always, always feel a bit brighter at the end of it. So I really appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pretty low bar, me. though. But you're such a
1: Richard. Always happens <laughs>
0: <laughs> But I really appreciate your time, uh, and thanks everybody for for watching this. Um, if you would like to get in touch with with Steve and know more, see if, uh, how he can help your organisation, I put his uh, LinkedIn profile uh, down there, and I'll put it on. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I'll I'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, but thank you very much, Steve, and I hope everybody out there has a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Cheers, Richard.